This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. After stocks endured a second straight week of selling last week, investors will be looking to a slate of fresh economic and earnings data as a catalyst for a potential reprieve. The U.S. stock and bond markets will be closed Monday in observance of the President's Day holiday, so new data releases will be consolidated to the later part of the week. And updates on tensions in Russia and Ukraine will also remain in focus throughout the week after stocks sank to their lowest levels in a month on Friday, amid concerns about the escalating geopolitical conflict. While the emerging threat of military conflict has overshadowed many other worries in the markets, inflation has still remained a central issue for investors. Inflation has implications both in informing the speed at which the Federal Reserve tightens monetary policy and the extent to which consumers pull back on spending and slow overall economic activity in response to rising prices. I really think most of the Russia-Ukraine volatility occurred in the energy space, particularly with oil. I think the rest of the volatility in the broader market has to do with the Fed tightening conversation. Francis Stacy, Optimal Capital Director of Strategy, told Yahoo Finance Live on Friday. We're looking at this sort of aggressive tightening against this backdrop of inflation, and I think that that's what's causing the volatility. On Friday, the Bureau of Economic Analysis will release its monthly personal consumption expenditures, or PCE, deflator offering a fresh print on the extent of price increases across the recovering economy. Consensus economists expect the PCE to post a rise of another 0.6% in January, according to Bloomberg data, accelerating from December's 0.4% increase. This would represent a 14th consecutive monthly increase and bring the index up by 6.0% on a year-over-year basis. This, in turn, would mark the fastest increase since 1982 and also accelerate from December's 5.8% annual rise. The core PCE index, the Fed's preferred gauge of underlying inflation stripping out volatile food and energy prices, likely also ramped compared to December's index. Consensus economists are looking for a 5.2% increase in core PCE in January compared to December's 4.9% rise. Expectations for the latest inflation print suggests the economy has still not yet seen the peak in price increases. And increasingly, central bank officials have come around to the notion that inflation has remained stickier than previously expected, especially as supply chain issues and virus-related disruptions persist. Since the December meeting, I would say that the inflation situation is about the same but probably slightly worse, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said in a January press conference. 
I'd be inclined to raise my own estimate of 2022 core PCE inflation by a few tenths today. And the latest print on PCE will likely reaffirm readings from other closely watched inflation prints. The January Consumer Price Index, or CPI, jumped by 7.5% year-over-year to represent the largest increase since 1982, accelerating markedly from the 7.0% increase from December. And on the producer side, wholesale prices jumped 9.7% year-on-year in January, ticking down only slightly from December's record increase of 9.8%. Consumer confidence. Despite the mounting inflationary pressures, however, consumers have largely continued to spend. Retail sales rose by a better-than-expected 3.8% in January, marking the biggest jump since March 2021 and exceeding estimates. And this steady consumption has come even as consumers increasingly cited inflation as a key concern for their own personal finances. Average hourly wages have also climbed in recent months, but have still not kept pace with inflation. The resilience of spending stands in stark contrast to the slump in consumer confidence, with households upping their purchases of big-ticket items while simultaneously reporting that now is a particularly bad time to make those purchases, Paul Ashworth, chief North American economist for Capital Economics, wrote in a note. The surge in inflation is the root cause of consumer angst. Sentiment should improve as inflation falls back later this year, but the current weakness is a reminder that real consumption growth will be muted this year. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index, due for release on Tuesday, will help provide a timely snapshot of consumers' thinking following the latest spike in prices at the beginning of the year. Consensus economists are looking for the index to fall to 110.0 for February, which would mark the lowest level since September 2021, when the Delta variant had weighed on consumers' outlooks. The Consumer Confidence Index had been at 113.8 in January. Earnings season rolls on. Investors will also receive a number of new earnings results this week, with major retailers including Home Depot, Lowe's, Macy's, and TJX companies reporting alongside other closely-watched names, from Coinbase to Wayfair and Nikola. So far, this earnings season, corporate profits have remained robust, albeit while slowing compared to prior quarters. As of Friday, 84% of S&P 500 companies had reported actual fourth-quarter earnings results, according to FactSet. And the estimated earnings growth rate for S&P 500 companies, in aggregate, stood at 30.9%, compared to about 40% from the third quarter. Still, the estimated earnings growth rate for the fourth quarter has trended continuously higher as more companies reported better-than-expected results. On December 31st, the estimated earnings growth rate for the fourth quarter had been at just 21.2%. While the results for many companies have been positive for the final three months of 2021, Outlooks have weakened, reflecting lingering supply chain uncertainty, rising prices, and other macro concerns. FactSet noted that of companies that held their earnings conference calls between December 15th and February 17th, 72% of the corporations mentioned inflation. In terms of earnings guidance from corporations, 71% of the S&P 500 companies, 55 out of 77, that have issued EPS or earnings per share guidance for Q1 2022 have issued negative guidance, FactSet's John Butters wrote in a note Friday. This is the highest percentage of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance since Q3 2019, 73%. Thus, the market may be reacting more to the negative earnings guidance and downward estimates revisions for the first quarter of 2022 
than the earnings surprises being reported for the fourth quarter of 2021, Butters added. To see the full economic calendar for this week, visit yahoofinance.com. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.